You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 42. All right, guys, we're going to jump in here in a second, but I just wanted to take a moment and thank you for listening faithfully each week and for sharing this podcast with others. We're seeing our listening audience increase each week, and we have thousands of listens, and we're just being consistent each week to give you content that will help you discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. We're talking about eight habits of happy people. You know what would make me happy is for you to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a generous review, and share this podcast with one or two other people in your circle of relationships who need to hear what you're hearing today. So let's jump into the second half of Eight Habits of Happy People. All right, we're going to start with point number five today, but let me just give you a quick review of what we talked about last week. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. You got to go back and listen to last week's podcast. Um, But the first four habits of happy people that we shared are number one, hold on to the promises of God. Number two, get off your duff. (laughs) Number three, let go of the reins. And then number four, come down from your high horse specifically referring to pride. So let's start with number five today. Number five is open up to critical feedback. Open up to critical feedback. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 18 and one, a man who isolates himself rages against all wise judgment. You know why people isolate themselves mostly these days? And time has shown that those who isolate themselves think they're better than everyone else. Now, I know that maybe that's a, a big generalization, but those who don't like to be around people typically don't like people because they don't like what they say and they don't like them getting in their business. And you know, when you become a child of God, you have to enter into a thing called community, which means you got to get around other believers. The Bible says that when we build an altar unto the Lord, if you go back to the Old Testament, it says we put it stone upon stone to build this altar to where we can see the fire burn and the sacrifices consumed. And each one of us are living stones, the New Testament calls us, being fit together. You see, in the Old Covenant, you weren't allowed to take a human tool to an altar built to the Lord. You had to find a way to make those stones lay on top of each other. You know, in community, we're just a bunch of rolling stones trying to learn how to fit together. That's why there's a lot of sparks, because we knock up against each other. But in those times when we come knocking up against each other. We, we're being fit together. We're learning how to be a community where God's presence can be experienced and the atmosphere where lives are changed and miracles are witnessed and, and, and relationships are the way to do that. And a lot of people avoid relationships because relationships aren't always fun. Sometimes they're painful. Sometimes they're challenging. Sometimes we don't like to hear criticism and suggestions for improvement. Some people say we need to call constructive criticism suggestions for improvement. Let's just call it what it is. Ouch. It hurts when someone says something to you something to you 
that you need to hear. You know, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. We love one another, but we got to tell the truth sometimes. And sometimes there's no real easy way to do it. So you need to open up yourself, number one, to coming into fellowship and communion. Maybe you're not good with people. That's okay, but you can get good with people if you're experienced being with them. Don't shun away and isolate yourself. Some people just live in isolation because they're afraid of what it will expose in their life. But you know what, guys? None of us are as good as we think we are. I said that last week, and we're not as bad as we think we are, even more so, but there's areas of our life that need to be exposed so that we can change. And once we see it, and once we're aware of it, we can start taking action and making decisions that will help us overcome certain things. Um, Of course, in community, you're going to get people speaking their mind. You know, a lot of times they're going to speak out of turn and, and, and not use wise words and good judgment. But we're broken people. God uses broken people because there's no other kind of people. God uses broken leaders because there's no other kind of leader. Yes, we're whole. We're 100% forgiven. We're righteous. We're holy. We are holy. W-H-O-L-L-Y. But at the same time, we're on this journey of sanctification together. And we're going to see each other's failures and flaws. And we're going to have to learn how to be patient and loving and kind. That's why there's instructions in the Bible of how to have good relationships. Because it's required if you're going to get victory over certain issues in your life. You're going to have to walk in community. I see a lot of people, you know, shooting out their remedies from their social media accounts and their YouTube channels. But I wonder sometimes if that's coming from a place of community and learning, or if it's coming from your microscope of judgment from a distance, you know, it's easy to have binoculars and look at people and think we see them up close, but really we're distant and far away. And we're, in our own world. You know, the word idiot comes from the word idios, which means to live in your own world. And people who live in their own world are closed to community. You got to open up for critical feedback, open up for relationship, open up for community, open up your life and say, God, if you want God to show you something about yourself, it's usually going to come through someone else. Open yourself up to critical feedback. You need to get feedback in your life of how you're doing. You know, I've seen a lot of people do crazy stuff. I know a guy that lives, uh, you know, a few states away from me and he's got a ministry and it's kind of embarrassing And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but he won't listen to his wife. He won't listen to the church. He just keeps doing what he wants to do. And and now he's hit viral on YouTube. And it's not because it's good. It's because people are making fun of him. And it's sad. But again, if you don't get critical feedback, you'll start doing things and you'll continue doing things that are actually ruining your reputation, not helping it. If I have bad breath, I need my wife to tell me. Get a piece of gum, man. You need a tic-tac, bro. Listen, we got to have some critical feedback in our life or we'll repel people. We'll be the type of people that people avoid. I don't want people to avoid me. So I got to open myself up for critical feedback and I'll get better if I lay my pride down. You got to come down from your high horse before you can open up to critical feedback. We talked about that last week. So open up your life. It doesn't mean open it up to everybody and come out and share all your deepest, darkest secrets. Some things just don't need to be shared. You know, there's called appropriate disclosure. Husbands, open yourself up to feedback from your wives. Kids and teenagers, open yourself up to feedback from your parents. 
Married couples, adults, open yourself up to critical feedback from your parents, your pastors, and your leaders. Don't be so quick to say, oh, no, that's not right to the preacher. Come on, open up. Let him speak to you. So don't make it hard on yourself. Be open to critical feedback. All right, number six. This is a practical one. It's going to help you. It's very scriptural. Number six, walk around the block. What does that mean? Well, sometimes you're going to come into confrontation in life, especially if you're in a church. You're going to have some confrontations and you're going to have a lot of confrontations in your mind. The enemy's going to play games with you and make you think that people are talking about you and that you're getting your opportunities taken away. And you're going to have the tendency to want to react and make rash decisions. It's called making permanent decisions in a temporary circumstance. So many times we're going to want to lash out and say things and call people and give our two cents and post something on social media. And if we're not careful, we'll do something that will cause even possibly irreparable harm in our relationships and the people around us, our ministry. I've seen people say one wrong thing and lose it all. And so we've got to learn how to walk around the block. Take a breather, go on a walk. And practically speaking, we've got to figure out ways to help us diffuse some of the tension and anger and, and, and rage sometimes. We're so self-focused that we can't see what's going on around us. So sometimes we need perspective. Let me give you a practical thing that's helped me over the years. Sometimes I've wanted to send an email or send a text to somebody and immediately hit send. And I've found that over the years... If I would just type that in my notes or on a Word document and what I call is my letter of resignation, just type out a resignation, say what you want to say, make it sound justified, type out all your feelings and all the things that you're feeling on the inside and all your reasons and all your justifications and pull up instances. And as you're typing that letter, it's almost like therapy. It's almost like you start to kind of see things that maybe were under the surface in your own life. And sometimes you're possibly going to think, you know what, man, I, I, I'm a little bit too big for my britches right now. They say that Abraham Lincoln had hundreds of letters that he wanted to send to his cabinet that were still folded and in the envelopes that were never sent. I've got emails and letters of resignation on file that I never sent. And when I say letters of resignation, I'm not talking about just my ministry jobs. I'm talking about resigning from relationships, cutting things off, ending things, burning bridges. And, and I found that if you burn your bridges, you may have to cross them again someday, but if you burn them, you won't be able to, to cross them again. Remember, don't burn all your bridges. You might have to cross them again someday. So sometimes we just need to walk around the block, take a breather, walk away, get out of the fight, go on a bike ride, go on a walk around the block. And, you know, if you need to grab somebody with you and go walk around the block, you know, just let off your steam, but don't be reactionary. Someone in my own ministry this past week kind of reacted and he lost a couple of opportunities because he did it. It's not permanent and I don't hold anything against him. He's one of my great, great friends and I know where he's coming from and I felt his heart and I believe that he was justified and had the right to do what he did. But sometimes we've got to surrender our own rights if we want to be right. Can I say that again? Sometimes you're going to have to surrender your rights if you want to be right. And really, it's more important to be reconciled than it is right. Sometimes you just got to go, 
I know I'm right here and I know that I should be standing up for myself and proving my point. But to be like Jesus is to keep our mouths closed, internalize it, surrender it to the Lord and hold off on making rash decisions. I love the Proverbs. The Proverbs are very clear on this, a book of wisdom, and we need to embrace wisdom. Proverbs 12 and 18 says, There is one who speaks rashly like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 13 and 3, The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs 19 and 2, Also, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge, and he who hurries his footsteps heirs. Proverbs 20 and 3, Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. Proverbs 25 and 8, do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? You know, you see sometimes even in proving our point and giving into the heat of the moment, we end up humiliated. Come on, guys, let's avoid rash decisions and quick decisions and shotgun decisions is what I call them and be willing to diffuse and wait and, you know, not give in to the heat of the moment, but to walk around the block, take some space to breathe, send an email to yourself. By the way, don't ever type an email unless you intend to send it because sometimes the fingers play tricks on you and you hit that send button. Oh man, I've done that sometimes. I've sent a text I didn't want to send. I sent an email I shouldn't have sent. And it was hard. It came back to hurt me. Broke relationships. It broke trust. So number six, take a moment and walk around the block. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment right here in the middle. We're going to continue in a moment with eight habits of happy people. We're actually going to finish this podcast off with all eight points. But before we do, I just want to thank you for listening again. It means a lot that you're tuning in every week. I hope it's helping you. And if it is, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and then also share this podcast with one or two other people whom you know need to develop some habits to access happiness in their life. So let's jump back into the final two points of eight habits of happy people. All right, number seven, seek out healthy relationships. Seek out healthy relationships. I've said this many, many times before. Show me your friends and I'll show you your life right now. Not your future, your life right now. First Corinthians 15, says, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. And I'm not talking about friends that smoke pot and drink and do drugs. That's the obvious. I don't need to tell you that. I'm just talking about bad company, people that bring you down, people that aren't positive, people that are always talking about, you know, the negative things in their life and dragging you down and bitter and unforgiving Bad company corrupts the goodness in your life. Don't mix it up with people who just constantly bring themselves down and bring everybody else down around them. Be a force of positive change and influence. It doesn't mean you can't love people and have some relationships, even with people who don't know how to be joyful. But I'm just talking about, you know, sitting in the seat with them, intimacy, having deep, intimate relationships with people who are just basement people, basement dwellers, 
Come on, find people that are happy and get happy. Find people that are wise and you'll get wise. Find people that are good with their finances and you'll eventually jump into good financial habits. Hang around people that are into physical fitness and you'll become someone interested in that. I'm telling you, you become the people you hang around. Remember that phrase we learned in grade school, you are what you eat. (laughs) That's so true, isn't it? Well, you are the type of friends you hang out with. And let me ask you this. Do you think you are more important and valuable than that? Yes, you are. So quit hanging out with people that don't bring out the best in you. Healthy relationships do three things. They get you through, they get you out, and they get you help. Let me say that again. Healthy relationships get you through, get you out, or get you help. Isn't that what a good relationship does? You know, if you're going through a hard time, you want friends that'll be there and support you, but you don't want them to make you stay there. Yeah, you know, you are right. You should be mad. They did you wrong. And you know, you need friends that will get you through it. And then if need be, you need friends that can get you out. You know, I've got a band of financial supporters for our ministry that have got us through and got us out. In some very desperate, difficult times, we've got friends out there that believe in what God is doing in our ministry. And during the pandemic, we haven't traveled as much as we have um, in past years. And we had financial contributors that gave to our ministry so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do. That's the kind of friends you need. And then you need friends that can get you help. Friends that don't just say, man, I can't do anything for you, but friends that really can get you the help that you need. Jonathan and David in the Bible were that kind of friendship. You know, David was chosen to be the king, but Saul was hunting him down. And Jonathan and David were close friends. Thing is that Jonathan was Saul's son, the man who was hunting David down. And Jonathan had every right to take the kingship. But he gave his robe and his royal belt to David and said, you are God's man and I believe in you. Even though it's my right to be king, God has chosen you and I am for you and I will do whatever I can to support that in you. I've got those types of friendships in my life. I'm I'm that to someone else and some of those folks are that to me. And so I want to encourage you, seek out healthy relationships because who you walk with, you will become. All right. Number eight, our last habit of happy people. Number eight, stay under cover. Stay under cover. One of my previous episodes called Weathering the Storms, I talked a lot about this. Our covering, who is your covering? Who is your community of faith? Do you have a church I hear people say, um, I'm going to church, but then I hear some people say, I'm going to my church, my church. This is my church. And for something to qualify as my church, it's not just a place you sit in a pew, but it's a place that you develop relationships and have community with people. Now, some people go to churches and some of those churches are toxic and it's the only place they know to go. You know, sometimes it's really hard to develop really good relationships in every church, but you got to have a small group, a community of believers around you that will support you, love you, tell you the truth, that you can feed off of God's goodness and grace, and you're passionate and hungry for the word of God and direction from God. 
That's what I call your covering. It's a security blanket. You know, they tell you if you're going on a journey and you're going to drive a long distance to have a blanket and a first aid kit in your car, that's your blanket and your first aid. And our blanket is our church family, our covering. And then you have your first aid, which is Jesus, the word of God plugging into the life of God. We talked about that in episodes 38, 39, and 40. So go back and listen to that. But your journey requires both a blanket and a first aid kit. That's your church family and having a relationship with God. You run to Jesus first for aid. Did you know, I know this is surprising to some of you. I know you can't believe this. I know it's going to shock you, but a bomb shelter won't run to you. A tornado shelter, a storm shelter will not run to you. You've got to run to it. It's not going to come looking for you. And I hear a lot of people say, man, the church just wasn't there for me. But can I really tell you what the truth is? It's you weren't there for the church. And see, a lot of times for you to get out of church what you need, you got to show up. You got to be there. You got to develop relationships. You got to get involved. You got to find a small group, get involved in the men's ministry, plug in somewhere, somehow, find a way. If you're desperate enough to do it, you'll do it. Because if you want to really take shelter, you've got to invest in it. You've got to get to it. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. You know, being involved in a covering, having a covering means you're going to have to submit sometimes. And submission really only occurs when disagreement arises. I'm not talking about this blind loyalty, servitude. You are now a subject of the master instead of the pastor. There's a lot of those out there. You know, you got to find a place where you can just be a part of a family, a church family. And unfortunately, You're not going to find the perfect church. Man, I wish you could. And the reason why you can't find a perfect church is because you're there. Come on, let's just point to ourselves. You know, yeah, people around us are broken, but you've got to find a covering. And that means that you've got to find a place that you plant yourself, you go to, even when the going gets tough, you keep going, you listen to the messages, you take notes, you make friends, you make an intentional attitude and action to involve yourself and plug in to a local church. You know, churches are trying, guys. I see them. They're trying to develop systems and trying to develop ways in which they can build community. And I'm I'm on the staff side of a local church, so I see it all. I see what we're doing. I know that we really want to help people. We're not perfect. We're not doing it the best way that there is, but we're doing it the best that we can. And so some people who don't know that can stand outside the four walls of the church and judge the church and and badmouth the church and say that this is not church. And, and what they do is they isolate themselves and they never plant themselves. They just stand out there and complain and badmouth the church. And you better be careful about that because the church is the bride of Christ. We're not perfect, but the bride wears combat boots. We're out there doing battle. We're trying our best to make this journey and bring people along with us. You got to find a covering and you got to stay under it. You know, don't judge the church in bad times. We're doing the best we can. We want to help. And, 
you know, I, I don't know where I'd be today if it wasn't for the church. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff and I've had a lot of bad experiences and negative experiences. And I've even contemplated moving to another church. And But you know what, man? I mean, most of the time when I've been involved with church, I've been there for many years and I stick it out because I realize that I'm a part of the problem just as much as I am a part of the solution. I'm a part of the church. I'm a broken person. I've said things. I've done things. I've hurt people. I've been untrustworthy. Darn it. I wish I could say that I was a perfect person, but I'm not. But I know the church isn't perfect, but you know why? That's a good thing because I see other people like me. And so stay undercover. Don't run away when the going gets tough with your local church. Be the person that someone else needs you to be. That's where you can start. Don't expect the church to be everything you want it to be. You be the person that other people need. It's not about finding the right church And finding the right people, it's about being the right people, being the person that other people need. And you might just be the blessing that someone who is seeking cover really needs. Hey guys, I've just been real these past two episodes and I've shared eight habits that will help you access happiness. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. You know, I know I don't have all the answers and I'm Pretty sure this isn't the end-all be-all, but at least it's a start to help you discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. So hold on to the promises of God. Get off your duff. Let go of the reins. Come down from your high horse. Open up to critical feedback. Walk around the block. Seek out healthy relationships and stay undercover. And I hope this has encouraged you and inspired you and blessed you. And if it has, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a generous review, and by all means, share it with one or two other people in your network of relationships that need to hear what you heard today. Hey, I'm going to be back again next week with an inspiring, positive message to help you discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. And until then, we'll see you. We'll